Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Paul? Yeah? Did you just wake up? Yeah. <laughs> this is... I had to... I had to call New, Ze- New Zealand, other people. I'm ready to go here in Rome, mother F in Italy, and you're back in New Zealand. You can't even wake up for a 10 o'clock podcast. You didn't, you didn't specify 10, did you? Yeah, I said 10. 10 a.m. I said it in the text. Okay. What do you think? We're just going to do the podcast at no specific time. Yeah. <laughs> did you not... Wake up to your alarm, or did you just not know what time it was? No, I set my alarm for eleven. <laughs> for a ten o'clock podcast? No, nah, I didn't. I didn't realize it was a ten o'clock podcast. But also, all right, wake up. At, Here's the main what? issue. I didn't. I forgot there was a podcast happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, it's happening right now. It's time for the Advanced Analytics Podcast. Advanced Analytics. This week we're getting deep into um, analytics. Paul, you bring in some um, some numbers, Big some time. analytics. Big time. Ten o'clock. I've, I've, Ten <laughs> was the time. I, I find was... that um, <laughs> hard to believe. Um, I am uh, going to talk about one of the worst ever logos in sports. I've found out the truth about it over here in Europe. Okay. Paul, can you already guess what team I'm going to talk about? The worst logo in sports. Yeah. Oh, oh, I think I know what you're going to talk about, I assume. I f- Is who? It, well, should I guess? Yeah. Well, you're in Rome, so I'm guessing you're going to talk about that weird, like, devil dog where there's, like, people yeah. drinking the milk from. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I found out about the Roma logo, so we'll talk about that later on. I actually met, but, um, I met one of the stars of that team uh, when in Boston. I saw him in the Harvard gift shop. Oh, I thought you were going to say um, you you met one of the babies who was drinking the wolf's milk. Um, no. Okay, um, we'll talk about that um, coming up in the show. But first, it's time to get stuck into the numbers. It's time for the oh no, actually another thing to talk about. Paul, in last week's podcast, yeah, when I was doing some interesting chat about my um my polo shirts and my chafing problems, you put a warning on to say um skip past this bit if you get easily bored as a timeout. I did a timeout. That was a bit. That was a bit. Uh, that was highly offensive. All right, no, it's time. Sorry, man. I didn't. Think yeah. you, I didn't think you'd listen to it. <laughs> sorry, man. I didn't think you'd find out. <laughs> Mate, I'm the only person who. I'm one of the main listeners to this podcast. <laughs> hey, um, that's the main reason I make this, just to remember the good times that we had together. Oh, uh, well, this is... all right. Okay. Sorry. What are you going to say? I don't mean to interrupt you. No, no, no. Don't I? It's time for Week in Review. Okay, the big story that knowing you because you've been asleep or I haven't heard about it um, is uh, today is that LeVar Ball, and I, I don't mean to do ball chat, so I don't want people to switch off the podcast straight away, 
but he's done some big stuff. He said that um, the Lakers don't want to play for Luke Walton. Um, now wow. that's, have you heard about that? No, but that's crazy. So it's, they've got to get rid of, surely they'll get rid of Lonzo now. Well, you no, know, it just creates an awkward position for Lonzo because he's got to choose to, you know, he's going to have to talk about it next time he gets interviewed and he's going to have to, have to talk, take the side of one or the other or just say that, I guess he could just say, he should be fine, he could just say that's my dad, he runs his mouth. Um, but uh, the Lakers have come out and said there's no, you know, they haven't even thought about uh, Luke Walton's place being challenged. Yeah. Um, but I just thought we'd talk about the balls because we never have and I try and avoid them. And I've got to be honest with you, they do amaze me. They are literally the Kardashians of the NBA. Yeah. Like, I spent Although about... The, the Kardashians are often usually linked to the NBA via one of them dating an NBA player. That's crazy, eh? That's, that's crazy, and the Kardashian curse, which is still in effect because... Um, who's she currently uh, dating? Tristan, Tristan. Tristan Thompson, who's going very poorly. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether that's his performance or just his role in the team but he barely gets on the court um no i was reading someone a Cavs fan <laughs> was, was that a big yawn no no no. that was just how i was it's like a new style of um kind of <laughs> talking i'm doing where it's like if you're really oh like, yeah yeah you're just like oh it's like a different interesting kind of you want to emphasize infliction. emphasize your, your, your fa- fascinating point yeah what you're saying um, i was reading a um <laughs> Kev Fern who uh who was who was just rubbishing him on NBA Reddit the other day. He was saying uh he's been better recently, but he's still Mate, they were like we're still the, on the trading blocks. Is the advanced analytics um you're bringing to the podcast a comment you read on NBA Reddit? I've got plenty more up my sleeve, mate. <laughs> um, okay. So when I worked in commercial radio for a few years we had to almost every day talk about the Kardashians. And I became, while I initially I was like, oh. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of got into it for a bit. Mm. And then I was like, at the end of, of three years of talking about the Kardashians almost every day on the radio, I found that I eventually became, I you had to respect them. And the reason you had to respect them is because they were so good at publicity that they would have something big happen, like literally every week. Like yeah. they nonstop drama. Like whether it be like um, Rob and Black China and Tiger the rapper, and they had so many interesting characters, right? And then, just in case you thought they weren't big enough, like because like that, that's just kind of like a small social media world. Um, what they would do every so often to break out of their e channel corner of the world, they would have something huge, like Lamar Odom o- o- ODing on. Okay, mm. so I think I he was still married. To... I know they don't plan it; they just have amazing lives, like oh, Lamar, yeah. like. While he was still married to Chloe, I think, he OD'd on drugs in a brothel. Like, yeah. that's amazing. And, like, talk about a good twist. And they're like, oh, we're not going to exploit it. They did. <laughs> Look, they would f- they would f- film their own daughter's funeral and put it on the TV show if they could. They're crazy. Mm. But you got to admire some part of it. So, anyway, so the Lamar Odom thing ended, right? Yeah. And they were gone. And I was like, oh, finally, after that, I was like... The Kardashians, they've been like around for like six or seven years now. They've been huge deals. Like like Paris Hilton, like every celebrity like them who isn't based on a lot of like actual talent or music or anything like that. You know, there's no s- skill. Like they normally, you normally fade. Even even musicians fade out. Like, you know, you can't be a superstar forever. You can't be top of the pops forever. And um, 
just when I thought the Kardashians were done, um, Kim got robbed in Paris, and all of a sudden they were on CNN and BBC, like they were like proper news. They got to like levels they've never been to before, you know? Yeah. And it's like, it just amazes me. And the balls are the same. I was like, okay, Lonzo Ball, eventually people are going to get tired of him saying outrageous things. Levar. Um, so LeVar Ball. And then one of the boys gets arrested in China. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. And then Donald Trump yeah. becomes involved. And then he's tweeting with Donald Trump. And you're like, this is yeah. crazy. Like, it's the... Ungr- I don't know whether... Ungrateful fool. That was what yeah. Donald Trump called them. <laughs> <laughs> They're just... This, these people's lives, I guess they get to this yeah. position and then they just also just, they just have like amazing lives. And Lavar, I don't know whether he's done this intentionally because he hasn't been seen in a while or something like that. Like talk about ways to get ESPN talking about you. No, but it's weird because, say, um, just... yeah, because, uh, but I think they were scheduled yesterday to play their first game in Lithuania, which I'm like kind of excited <laughs> to see. Um, oh, it's amazing. They've arrived in Lithuania. So I was like checking out that team's Instagram the other day. And then supposedly mm. they didn't... I mean, I don't know where I read this and if it was a reliable news source, but I'm going to say it anyway. What I read was that <laughs> they didn't go to the... They didn't play the game because uh, this, the uh, uh, the opposing team wouldn't let the cameras into the stadium or something. Which oh seems... Well, I don't know if that's true, but um, everyone was saying the more re- likely reason was they were going up against some guy... I can't remember his name. He was like this white guy who used to play for Purdue uh, and was supposedly yeah. like a defensive weapon. And um, yeah. and the team did lose by like 50 points. And yeah. uh, and supposedly they were like, the, this article was claiming they were just scared to play this guy like Matt something or yeah. something from Purdue. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't know. It's the bizarre, like on, on a scale of like basketball, like Lithuania, like it'd be, they should cut. It's below the Australian League. Like, it's just the whole thing is just sensational. Like in the Australian League, a bad team like Sydney or Melbourne, like Sydney, who do a lot of novelty things, they often get NBA players in. Like Stephen Blake was famously terrible for them last year. Mm-hmm. Like, like this would be perfect for them. They have a big stadium that can, you know, sell tickets and. Um, television avenue like it would be it would make sense to come to like a place like Australia and possibly favourable time zone as well to play I don't know but like it's just the fact they went to like Eastern Europe is just like mind blowing to me hmm. um, I don't know. anyway they're just fascinating people yeah what were you going to say no no I don't know I, I think the, the, the problem is this I don't think the middle son's very good the guy who, no. who got shot, who was shoplifting. Yeah, I don't think he's very good at well, basketball. Pro- well, the young one's probably not going to make it. Even though the young one's talented, he's probably not going to make it either. Like to make it in the NBA is very hard. Mm. If two brothers, it's cra- normally when you see it happen, it's because they're, they're normally like, yeah, they're normally massive white guys. Is normally what happens, mm. and they're normally not very good. Like oh, um, the Morris twins, they're they're twins though, and the Lopez mm. twins. But they're like normally both massive. It's very I li- unlikely. I it's very have, hard for two guards. I still have confidence that me and you will make it. Yeah. <laughs> As like a, yeah. a guard and a. I guess in the NBA, you'd be like a small forward. I'd be like a Mate, point guard. You'd be like a small forward. In the NBA, you'd be too short for any position. You'd be Isaiah Thomas. Nah. I'm, and I'd I'm be, six How one, tall is Isaiah six Thomas? Six one's not that small for a point guard, is it? 
It's it's a small point guard. Yeah, but that, then like, the fans yeah. will love love me even more. Yeah, they love short yeah. people. Like I'm tall enough to be like shooting guard, point guard. No, I reckon but I play with the speed of a player not in the NBA. All right. Um, other thing I want to talk about: uh, John Wall signed with Adidas today, which I think is just kind of funny. Wait, we don't really talk about shoes. What? I assume yeah. he's been with Adidas, hasn't he? Or has yeah, he, has he just been with Reebok for all the time? Nah, so he was with Reebok originally. I can't. Yeah. I, I forgot about that. Um, Reebok like went out of business. Basically, <laughs> he was he was the face of the um, Zigtech. Yeah, I remember the, those um, real cheap ads they used to do in Slam magazine. Where it was like, yeah, <laughs> just him in front of the it's black weird. background with like a camera with the flash on, taking a photo of him. It's just... weird how you cracked graphic design, like comedy as well, and just budget basketball. Brand. For a long time, just haven't been able to figure out how to do like a normal poster and normally cheaper brands like Sporting or And One. Their advertising Reebok just looks so much worse than like a mainstream brand. It's like Photoshop exists now for a couple of hundred dollars for free because you just steal it online. You can make stuff that looks good. Yeah. And it's just amazing how these brands fail to do that. And um, I was like, Paul, you should offer your service. If, if any major, M- no, sorry, minor. NBA brands yeah. or basketball brands are listening to this. Paul will do some posters for you. And I'll do a major as well. If Nike, Adidas, you need if Nike wants stuff you. done. I feel like they're sweet though. I feel like they don't need your help. Yeah, but they might want to save a bit of cash. <laughs> how much it. How much were you doing an ad for? Mm, 100. That's very cheap. I know. 100 New Zealand dollars as well. That's like yeah. 60 American dollars at the moment. Yeah, well, Nike. All right. If you listen to this, what's his name? Phil Phil Knight. They actually should like. Okay, imagine if you made a competition. You go design the latest ad for ten thousand dollars. People on the internet would design such good ads. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, I guess. Have you seen that Adidas ad with all the stars in it? Yeah, I haven't bothered to watch it. It's actually yeah. playing over here it's, in Europe. Yeah, I don't like it. I hate when they just try and make the players all. First, it's so scripted. But secondly, I hate mm. how they um they always get all the players to talk about how like creative they are in the game, as they're pausing yeah. as being like in today's game, creativity is everything, and it's like yeah. oh, well like no nah, like cre- <laughs> I've never thought of sports and thought you know the main thing that's important creativity yeah. like that's more like an art yeah. thing like music. Uh, Okay, occasionally you'll see a player that you think it kind of seems creative, but they're mm. few and far between. Players that and come they, to mind for me. <laughs> they're usually not yeah. like the best players. Like the most creative guys are like Lance Stevenson. Stevenson, I was going to say Lance <laughs> Stevenson. Um, Ginobili. Mm-hmm. Um, so if creativity is everything in the game, then I reckon yeah. Lance Stevenson would be up there as one of the best <laughs> players in the league. He's the Picasso. <laughs> um, I reckon Dwayne Wade in his prime, um, it's hard to imagine now because he's been playing old man ball for like five, six years. But um, Dwayne Wade in his prime was like this bizarre, he just had shots like, just very unusual shot, like driving in to his, to the left side of the hoop across the middle and then finishing with his right hand with his back to the basket. Yeah. Just such an unusual move. It became like his signature shot. And um, he used to do it all the time, drawing heavy contact and normally falling to the floor. And I was like, 
that was it just seemed quite creative, like he was inventing new things. But yeah, yeah. definitely not Christoph Porzingis. Maybe Messi. Maybe Messi's a prominent feature of the ad, right? Eh? Yeah, I don't think they get him to it's really quite... say much because I don't really speak, think he speaks English, does he? <laughs> well, you yeah, mate, you got to come over here to um to Europe, mate. He's doing all the talking. Uh, <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah, no, I haven't seen the ad, so they just they're just sitting around a table. I've seen the I've and, seen and the video, clearly, but I haven't. Clearly, none of them it. are in the same place, so they're all being computer yeah. put in the same place, and it goes yeah. around. And firstly, I don't know who everyone is. Like, I want to say it starts yeah. off with like Will I Am, but I'm not <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> some some guy with like yeah. a beard and some glasses, and then um, mm-hmm. Paul Zinger speaks. Derek Rose speaks. <laughs> yeah, it's like why is he even. He, I know he's like because they're still paying him I know. Like millions of dollars. I know. Oh, and, and no, no, no. This is why because he's still a massive star in like China, I think, or yeah. somewhere in Asia. They sent him a video once, and uh, and they all love him for some reason. Like, I don't think they maybe follow basketball. Well, he was like <laughs> literally three years ago. He was like the most exciting NBA player. Yeah, but um, this ad was made in 2017, <laughs> where he doesn't even play. <laughs> Um, They're like, do you know who else was exciting? Mm. Um, Clyde Drexler. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get him in there. Um, but I, I, that'll be why he's in there, because I think he's probably still, in terms of numbers in the world, he's probably still highly popular. Um, and then at one stage, this, like, I want to say Carly Kloss does a line, and she, she's just, it's funny, because the, the, the athletes are bad at delivering the lines, but then when she does it, it's like still sticks out as being horrifically bad where she's like, just <laughs> she's trying to like deliver it naturally, but it's just the most forced thing you've ever heard. Um, yeah. And, is oh, English James, your first language? Yeah. I, yeah. She's like American, but she's just like, Oh my God. Uh, I think it's Carly Kloss, but I, I, I might be wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and James Harden, I think might talk at once. So anyway, not a good ad. I don't like it. Yeah. Well, uh, it's just funny that John Wall has re-signed with Adidas because that was the second brand he was with. He had three signature shoes, yeah. and then he left them because he wasn't right. To be to, I, in his oh, defense, I, I knew he was with Adidas once because I remembered that ad where it was like um, all about like crazy fast, and it was Lillard, him, mm. and one more, and they were like playing basketball inside like this massive weird like a shoe or something. Maybe not They're a shoe. Basketball inside a shoe. Yeah, you sure it was not just a dream you had. No, okay. No. Um, but he was in John Wall's defense for leaving Adidas. Uh, they were the the signature shoes they're designing him were terrible, and yeah. um, they've done shockers for uh, the new Damian Lillard shoes. All right, and they've done some okay stuff, but generally they're just doing such a bad job with the signature athletes. Um, yeah. So he left them, and he's like, "I don't need you. I'm going to go on the free market of shoes." But there's only two brands. Like, there's true. only Nike, Adidas. Oh yeah, and t- then no, yeah, but then all the Clay Thompson, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Clay Thompson's doing okay, but like not as well as if he was on. You know, tell like... that to Matthew Delavadova, mate. <laughs> well, um, when I was in France, um, I, they were advertising the um, Tony Parker Five. Yeah, I didn't realize he had five Pete? signature shoes. Peak, yeah. Sick. Still trying to buy um, is, a Delhi One shoe. They sell them in Australia. Joakim Noah still got Lecoq Sportif. Lecoq Sportif. 
Nah, nah, nah. He hasn't been in a long time. Oh, um, who knows what the hell he's wearing now. But knowing he's a styly dude, he's probably wearing some Converse Chuck Taylors or something dope. Yeah. Um, they were great signatures, though. And I, I was actually looking at Likoff's Wartif, trying to buy that in Italy today, actually. Or some, yeah. did some sick Diodoras or some shit. Um, but it's just funny that John Wall was like, I don't even need you. I'm going out on my own. And then for two years, just he was just unsigned. And now he's like, hey, um, Adidas, can I... Um, can I come back now? I, I, I've, I've stuffed up real bad. Yes, yeah. I doubt um, that was how it went. But uh, I reckon that's how it went. No, I it's reckon, pretty sad for him. I reckon it was like uh, they weren't offering them the money. Like I feel like most of their decisions are just like money based. Don't you think? <laughs> so he didn't get the the right amount of money, and he was like, "I'll try somewhere else." And then he didn't yeah. get anything, and then eventually Adidas were like. Let's let's get him. Do you think Adidas offered him less money? The second time? Yeah. No, I, I think Adidas were probably like, maybe came to their senses and they were like looking at people they could sign and then they were like... No, but they already had him. I'm pretty sure he left them. I don't think they dropped him. Yeah, he left them and then they went back to him with more money. Or, I don't know. Anyway. Oh, all right, okay. So you're making John Hall look good. I'm making him look bad. Um, my point was going to be, I was going to get to, is that I think all the signature shoes at the moment suck. It's got to be some. Like, no one has good signature. Um, nah. To play in the um, Paul George's uh, okay, they look okay on court. Yeah. The Kobe's suck. They're just standard Nike basketball shoes. I, like, basically. I love whatever KDs I've got. The nine? Oh, yeah, you've got the not the most recent KDs. Oh, yeah, yeah I. I say that I actually own a pair of the most recent KDs, yeah, and I actually think they're okay. So I, I've destroyed my entire argument. The D Lillards are okay. The Hardens suck, and the next Hardens suck. The LeBrons suck. Those Clay Thompson Kyrie shoes. Are... Yeah, aren't the, Clay new, to- oh. aren't the new Kyrie's kind of cool? They're okay. Here's what impressed me about the Kyrie's. Four Kyrie's ago, they designed the first shoe, and I was like. Those are bad. They're chunky. They're like completely like kind of nineties looking in a way, like just a, a style of shoe that just like hasn't like most shoes are going to be turning into like socks now. If you look at like what Nike and Adidas are doing and stuff, yeah. And so it's weird. It's it was like against the grain and um, weird materials and stuff. But then three shoes on, chunky shoes just kind of work with his style and the way he wears them. Yeah, and they kind of like he's like they kind of like. Whoever was designing the Kyrie shoes kind of has blazed a trail and it really suits him as a player. He's got like some of the best like on court styles, I reckon. Yeah. Um, but still thinks the world is flat, so if him. Uh but yeah, most signatures at the moment are just garbage, eh? Right. I wanna argue with that. Good chat. Good chat. Um, should we get into uh, Magic Mayhem? It's that time, right about that time, for the stars to roll on out. Let's head head on down to Florida, to the city beautiful. Play the sting. The I used to be jealous of Mary Apollo. We're taking every game personal. I'm Sit down. Can I argue that Florida is not the city beautiful? No, Orlando well, is Orlando. the city city beautiful no it's not that that is its nickname is it they say it's like every magic game basically they're like welcome, welcome to the any, city beautiful yeah any home one and i always that wonder is amazing yeah the city beautiful 
and it it's is a great be- nickname, but it is yeah. beautiful city. It's not. It's not. Well, As someone it, who's been there. You might not think the city is beautiful, but you can't argue that the basketball is beautiful. Let's talk magic. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yesterday. What's going on? Last night, late last night. One of the reasons I was so sleepy today is that I stayed up and I watched in real time the Magic game. So the Magic. What do you mean take... in real time? Was it happening in London or something? No, no, no. Sorry, just in real time. And uh, sorry, just in terms of like, I just sat down and just oh. watched the full game. Um, okay, okay. Which is what I normally do. I don't know why I said I watched it in real time, but you know, I didn't watch. Highlights. Do you watch every Magic game in length, in full duration? I do, unless I've screwed it up and I sometimes I'd like occasionally see the result on mm. Instagram because uh, I follow the team on Instagram and then I'll yeah. and then I'll maybe if it's close watch the whole thing but then if I see they get blown out I might just watch like portions this is so painful to think that you watch all that terrible basketball no here's what I'm going to say yesterday they lo- they they lost uh not actually, can't remember. They lost to narrowly the, to the Cavs. Well, here's what I haven't worded this well. Let me start again. Yesterday <laughs> they played the defending Eastern Conference champs, the Cleveland yeah. Cavaliers. Yeah. And while they lost, it was the proudest I've felt to be a Magic fan in a long time. You're delusional, mate. Yeah. No, they played so well. They played their hearts out. Yeah. They they were diving for loose balls. They were passing the ball around. They had so many sick dunks. They okay. It was so close. They they led for good portions of the first half. They maybe fell down yeah. by about six, clawed it back, got the lead. Uh I think they finished maybe up by like three or very close. And then to start the second half, it started very badly. Like the the Cavs scored about eight points in like thirty seconds. And then, um, and then it kind of fell apart. We went down by like twenty three or twenty five or something, and I was like, "Oh, what? this is done." The yeah. um, you know, it's going to be a thirty point loss. Yeah. But they just rallied together. Yeah. Didn't give up. Okay. Yeah. We got to lose Nick Vucevic because it's just a different team without him there. And they yeah. um. Oh, is he was he not playing again? No, he's, he's so he's still out with his hand. And it was we had foul trouble as well. Like um, Aaron Gordon only had six points in the first half, and he got he he was on like four fouls like at halftime or something, and they yeah. they just rallied together, came storming back, cut it to three, and it was incredible. Mario Hazonia was playing awesome. Aaron Gordon was just yeah. unbelievable. Here's um, an important question. Aaron Gordon fouled out with like maybe two minutes to go and was gutted because it, it was like a five point game at this point. And um and did well, did the Cavs have any of their good players on during this massive magic comeback? Or was like LeBron and stuff resting? They were on for chunks of it. I think maybe it started, the run started when uh LeBron was on the bench. But uh He couldn't stop that magic mayhem, baby. And then uh basically the whole time I was like, it's definitely because I've always kind of been like, it's um, it's the problem is Nick Vucevic and Evan Fournier. But as I was watching this, I was like, no, Evan Fournier can exist 
in this team. I think one of the other issues is that him and Aaron Gordon maybe haven't liked each other that much. And um, mm. and I think recently they've maybe been told to bury the, bury the hatchet and like come together. Well, just because like yeah. um, they did post it on the Magic Reddit the other day, just a photo of that Evan Fournier had Instagrammed of him high-fiving uh, Aaron Gordon and he captioned it, let's get it, AG. And um, everyone just thought yeah. it was weird because everyone was like, they, like, Evan Fournier hates Aaron Gordon, but he's clearly like making yeah. an effort or whatever. But anyway, he um, Evan Fournier did essentially blow the game at the end. Um, but the whole time I was... Uh, so they were down... The Magic were down three, I think. And then uh, Aaron Gordon had fouled out. We were playing great D. They settled for an Isaiah Thomas long two kind of jump shot, I think. Or maybe LeBron. It was LeBron or Isaiah Thomas. And it airballed. And... Uh, and Evan Fournier, he was he in his defense, he was trying to box out Dwayne Wade. And he kind of in a normal rebound, he did enough because he kind of pushed him out to the baseline. But Dwayne Wade then went baseline, caught the air ball, and laid it in. Which like air balls are yeah. so annoying to rebound. But it's just like you've yeah, just gotta you've just gotta keep boxing him out and just let someone else because he was basically the only guy going for the rebound almost. And yeah, then um yeah, yeah, yeah. but he, obviously he was like he's done enough because he's like out behind the hoop, like not many rebounds are going to go there unless it's an air ball. And then, so then they were down five, I think. And then um, he he went for the inbound and he couldn't get it in. Firstly, most Bates was open and he weirdly didn't pass to him. Instead, he tried to throw to DJ Augustine, who was there kind of getting held by Jeff Green. And he was trying to like push him away from him. And then he got angry and he turned to look at the ref to be like, he's fouling me. And while he did that, Evan Fournier tried passing to him while he wasn't looking. And uh, oh, so he gosh. just threw the ball into them. And then, yeah. but then they actually missed the free throws. Uh, or maybe made one. I can't remember. Anyway, I think it was maybe a five point game. Out of the NBA. Um, so then they inbounded to uh, Mario Huzonia, who just pushed it down the court, just dribbled in and just threw down a monster dunk where he took out from. He took off from very far away, just soared in and just racked it to like maybe cut it back to three. But then they inbounded, fouled LeBron, and he like hit two free throws and like yeah. uh, just iced the game with like two seconds. Well, to go. One of the reasons I've found the Magic so frustrating is not just because they um, are bad just generally, but they also just down the end of games just the, yeah. the stupidity. Really, no, yeah, but. Um, you're taking away from what was meant to be a nice Magic Mayhem because I was very moved watching that performance. I went on MB- yeah. Magic Reddit because I expected other people to be saying other things about how amazing it was to watch that game. But I felt like no one else did. They were just like, oh, yeah, we lost uh, mm. as expected. But no, it was. I thought it was a spirited performance by the Magic. <laughs> and I was very proud. And we just got to trade Vucevic ASAP. He's a, he's a cancer to the team. And yeah. someone on someone proposed a trade on Reddit and was like, um, Thon Maker and someone. And I and and they were like, Would you guys accept this? And people were like, Yeah, I might. And I was like, I hundred percent would. I'd literally take anything for him. As long as we just like loot like just give us anything. Yeah. I'll be happy with any but I guess the the thing we'd probably want most is like a draft pick. But Thon Maker's a young player, so it's like a young player or a draft pick, and then let's just get him yeah. gone. And let's yeah. And, and and surely for him too, like there must be some team that needs a bit of interior 
old school scoring. It's amazing he's been around for as long as he has. Mm. Um, you can be positive on the magic, though. They've actually made uh, the front page of Reddit twice in um, yeah. uh, 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 the last week. Um, one for the Alfred Payton, um, what they're calling a hairball, where yeah. he, um, he airballed a layup, they reckon, because his hair flopped into his face and he couldn't see the hoop. Yeah. I find that hard to believe. Just well, as someone who closes his eyes when he shoots threes, it's like yeah. you usually know a where the hoop is, and a split second of here yeah. doesn't change. Where you, I think it was more just like well, he, the ball slipped out of his hands. There's a lot of passionate people out there. They're like kind of like nine eleven truthers or flat earthers who are convinced that Alfred Payton is massively suffering, not just as a like a a, a, a field goal shooter, but also as a free throw shooter um, because of his front ponytail. Yeah, I wouldn't call it front punch. And yeah. and at this point, the guy, I, while I do think he is probably the coolest here in the NBA, he probably does need to do something just to get better at the game of basketball because, yeah. Has Aaron Gordon, he's had a few big performances, eh? a few high-scoring performances. Yeah, well, so he finished with like 30 or or maybe, 30, yeah, th- he had like 25 points in the second half. He's, he's showing he can score, eh? Yeah, oh, he looks awesome. Like he, um... The great thing about the Magic, like without Nick Vucevic, is just how little they... So firstly, they were... But the ball movement was great. So they were getting good looks for three, which was resulting in them hitting threes. And then the second thing is, it was more like the Rockets. They would fast break. And that basically, we were getting dunks, layups, or threes. Like, I'd love to see... I wish This is one time I wish I had some actual advanced analytics... In terms of, um, I'd love to see like a shot chart. <laughs> if with, only. You know, like the heat shot chart for this game com- yeah. compared to maybe games with Nick Vucevic. And I mean, obviously, the one thing to remember is that the Cavs, I think, aren't good at defense, right? So like, uh, you have got to take it a bit with a grain of salt. But still, like, they're the Cavs better. are considered... No, they're getting better. A, and they're considered a good team. So to see the Magic yeah. play this well was, mm. yeah, it was really great to see. The other thing that's great to see is the Magic also got a bit of headlines for um, uh, a video of their halftime show, which was um, some yes. old men doing. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Watch me whip, watch me nae Yeah. Which I've watched multiple times. It's very cute. It's so- funny how old men you get to a certain age where you're like, that is real adorable to see them do watch. They're terrible. They're so bad mm-hmm. at it. Yeah, but they're wearing some magic singlets with no numbers, weirdly, um, some magic baseball caps and some sunglasses, and mm. doing the dance so badly. Yeah, and uh, so I, I once yeah. made a vine of those guys like a few seasons back where they did a they did a Michael Jackson um, montage <laughs> to tribute to the King of Pop, and it was <laughs> um, I want to say even funnier than that one. It's a shame I didn't know about Reddit at the time because I would have put it up. Maybe it got put up. But a uh, few things about it. Firstly, technically it wasn't halftime. It was a timeout. And supposedly someone commented on it saying that uh, that 
all the players during the timeout just watched it instead of um, paying attention to the coaches. Uh, oh, so do these guys do it like once every couple of years or once every year? Or I don't know. Um, I haven't seen them in quite a while. But the thing is, often when I watch games, I do kind of skip forward through those. But this time I watched it. It's uh, hilarious how shit they are. Like, they really suck. Yeah. Um, and then... But that is cute. Other noteworthy thing is that they were, I thought it was interesting they were wearing Adidas singlets. I was like, it's weird that's allowed. Like, it had the Adidas yeah. logo on it. Um, yeah. And the third thing I thought was funny on NBA Reddit was just uh, some of the comments were quite good. <laughs> the top one at the moment is, I was scared that Geezer's knee was going to snap when he was stanky leaning. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was the Tej, who's a 76ers fan. And the other one that I upvoted, which I thought, oh, I don't know where. Oh, here it is. was from a Celtics fan called Not Your Fodder. And it was this. Born too late to explore Earth and born too early to explore space. But just the perfect time to witness history. <laughs> I don't know if that's a quote from something. That's the first time I've ever seen that comment, and I thought it was very funny. Yeah, um, that's, yeah that's really good. Um, it's it's quite weird just how a how the human being like goes from being cute as a baby to normal person, normal person, normal person, and then cute as an old person again. Like there's like a parabola going on there. Yeah, but also. Um, there's something charming of it. Some of them aren't that old. Like, they kind of focus the camera yeah. on the old ones. Yeah, yeah. But some of them are just, like, normal, like, kind of, like, middle-aged, looks like 50-something-year-old mm. men, well, bald with, a, like, a goatee. They're called the Dancing Dads, I th- I think. But then yeah. someone else said, this was another comment from Eddie Murphy Nipples. He said, that's the Royal Oaks Retirement Home Dancers. Better put some respect on that name. So I almost <laughs> feel like maybe... Th- but. Surely some of them. No, nah, they're not retirement yeah. home. That must be it's, it's, a reference to something. That, that's what's charming to see these guys who look like they should be driving trucks. Yeah, like it's weird to see like like masculine men like do something like that, which is clearly a not cool. Yeah. Secondly, not masculine. Like I was, it was, yeah, it's good. I was thinking about it, and I was, I was, I couldn't really put my head on why a lot of them do it. And I was like, is it to get free magic games? The thing is, I don't think they do it that often. Um, like I haven't seen. I them think in they a probably while. just regularly meet up and dance for a laugh. Yeah, yeah. For fitness. Yeah. Got to do something to fill in the time before we die, don't we? Mm. Okay, so that is the end of uh, Magic Mayhem. Um, a question we've got through the uh, the iTunes um, rating system. Give it. Go on there right now. Give us a five star review um, if you like the podcast, or if you didn't like the podcast, uh, also give us a five star review. I think just if helps. you don't like it, then keep your mouth shut. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so I I had a few questions I haven't... I will answer all of them eventually. Sorry, I haven't got to them. I can't remember who asked this, but people asked, why is Paul a Magic fan? And we um, we answered that in like episode two or three. And uh, people been asking why I support the Raptors. And I thought that was mildly... I first I thought it wasn't interesting, but then I thought I was just like, oh, because my mum's Canadian. But then I was like, there's actually a lot more to it than that. So um, just to briefly summarize, uh, we grew up supporting the Orlando Magic just because you could only get two shirts at Farmers. That's the department store in New Zealand. Uh, it's a weird name for a store when you think about it. A lot of stores in New Zealand have weird names. Just how the supermarket's called New World or Pack and Save. Just weird names it's for things. It's a whole things. new world. It's a whole yeah, new world. it is world. weird because when you go overseas and you think they have weird names, but then you're like... Farmers you're just is used weird. to all these weird names. Like farmers is a group of people. Like, so imagine if you had a short shop called like engineers or something. Anyway, um, 
so farmers, the big department store, you can only buy Orlando Magic or Charlotte Hornets. It was like, who do you support? You decide. Um, so most people support the Orlando Magic, Shaq and Penny. Those are the days. And then they went terrible and had terrible branding. Had some, they had T-Mac, but they had some ups and downs. Paul stuck with them. I wanted to find my own team, my own identity. There was a whole lot of teams out there. And I always wanted to play for a, um, like, I always wanted to fantasize about playing for a team. And like I wanted to play for a team that didn't have, like, a legacy. So, like, rule out, like, um, uh, like the Los Angeles Lakers, for example, because you'll be playing in someone's shadow. You want to, like, start your own kind of thing. And that's why I like the idea of the Los Angeles Clippers, because they had no legacy. Mm. And I was like, I'll get it at the ground level. So, Alton Brand, Corey McGetty, Darius Miles... Um, Quinton Richardson, they were off the hook. Darius Miles. They were literally off the hook for like a few years. They got on the cover of Slam. The Clippers were briefly Mm. awesome. And then Not only did they get on the cover of Slam, but they did an iconic cover where they wore their jerseys backwards. (laughs) backwards, Yeah, they were cool. They were cool guys. iconic. Okay, and um, from there though, things went bad. They they, they, they ended up, that team fell apart. Um, Elton Brand, Corey McGiddy had some good days. Fun fact, we when we were quite young, we, we went to the States for the first time. Yeah. We went to a Clippers game because that was Guy's team. Yeah. We got there early. We met the homie Alton Brand. We didn't actually go to a Clippers game because it was my team. We went to a Clippers oh. game um, because it was significantly cheaper than a Lakers game. Right. We went to a, <laughs> We went to a Lakers game too, but we sat like way up in the nosebleeds because it was sold out. That was yeah, Shaq and, and Kobe s- days. Yeah. And we saw um, Darius Miles had actually left the Clippers at that stage, right? Yeah. And was playing for the Portland Trailblazers, and yeah. we saw him light up the <laughs> Yeah. Like, and he used to do that thing where he hit his, his, both his fists onto his head, and yeah. no one really knew what that was. People thought it was a gang sign. People didn't know. I think I he, was, he was like doing horns. No, nah, he was pulling... Was... Um, people said it was like he was an alien. He was pulling um, uh, space antennae out of his head. Anyway, he did that so many times. Like every time he scored a basket. Yeah. But it was yeah, quite yeah. A cool to have like an original celebration, like how um, James yeah. Harden like stirs it up. Like it's quite cool. Yeah. I think. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Not enough players have original so. celebrations. That was good times yeah. as well because we walked around oh, the yeah. stables. I love how um, Jamal Murray does the archery thing. Have you seen that? So he plays for um, yeah. the Nuggets. Yeah. And his nickname is, I think, the Blue Arrow. And yeah. whenever he hits a three, he does a um, pulls an arrow out of a sheaf behind him, <laughs> and uh, and loads it into a, nah. a a mime arrow and shoots it. Uh, nah, that's, yeah, that's well, shit. No, nah, I, like, I like um, it. I like D'Angelo Russell, um, ice water in ice his veins. In <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's he good. should do that after every basket. <laughs> yeah, no, not after every basket, <laughs> but he does hit more game. I loved when um, I thought it was really kind of heartwarming when I mean. I do love Swaggy P, let that be known. But when Swaggy P hit a shot mm. and did ice water in my veins when he played for the Lakers, yeah. and this was after the uh, the uh, scandal where everyone just assumed Nick Young would hate uh, D'Angelo forever. Yeah. And um, true, it turns out they both had ice water. They're both everyone's blood is the same, and that clip. color is yeah. ice and water. Clip. Clip. Yeah. Clip. Um, clip. Clip. So, clip. Another it's that clip of the week.
And ever since then, that has been like the best excuse. Whenever you get in trouble with security, that's always the best excuse. You always just say, we're here to see whoever the big star is in the most matter-of-fact way. Like, no shit, you're here to see Kobe Bryant. So is the other 18,000 people who have paid (laughs) money to go to the stadium. You can't just walk up to the player's entrance and go, we're here to see Kobe Bryant and be then look like, yeah. Almost surprised Kobe Bryant hasn't come out to say hi to us. And that's why they've hired that man <laughs> to stop us from seeing Kobe <laughs> Um so, so Clippers were my team, and that went bad when they got Chris Paul and Blake Griffin, two players I hate, and I just hate their current makeup even more. So I just had to what get off me the... loss? I had to... No, I had to find a new team. This was about five, six years ago now, and at the time... One of my favorite secondary teams were the Denver Nuggets with Art Car- Carmelo Anthony. I love the George Carl teams that just run and gunned up in high altitude. Mm. And I, I like the way they're assembled, and I really liked um, uh, their GM. He won GM of the Year, his name was Masai Ujiri. And the crazy thing was they had um, Masai Ujiri and George Carl, Coach of the Year and GM of the Year. And I, I think they were both fired, or at least one of them. Were fo- they got rid of both of them. Masai might have left mm. under his own free will, but he went to the oh. Raptors, and he was a big reason for me switching. Another reason is um, when you support a team, you should support a team of a city you actually want to visit. And I've yeah. been to a lot of the NBA cities, and a lot of them are not worth returning to. So um, I looked at Portland. Chicago's kind of out of the question because too many people in New Zealand support them, and you don't want to get on. like you know It's kind of the Michael Jordan bandwagon a little bit. Um, so Toronto is genuinely a city I like. And um, also, you can't be accused of being a bandwagon Toronto fan, really. Like, not possible, because they've never mm. been good. And um, so I like Messiah Jerry. I kind of like the makeup of the team at the moment. They've got a lot of good young players. And a big reason, to be honest, was um, the starters. They're from Toronto, the podcast, and now NBA yeah, well, TV let's show. Not, let's not, let's let's not, not give sure. them too much. A podcast I, I like. Will, I will, talked about I will, them as I well. I won't blank it, because I feel like it was important to your story. It was in... Um, just it, a plug. It was in, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to plug it. Anyway, um, oh, and, and looking back on my life now, Vince Carter, during his Raptors days, is probably one of the biggest, like, I don't know, like, I feel, feel like kind of underrated in a way. Like, Kobe right. Bryant was um, big, Shaq was a big deal, LeBron James obviously sustained excellence, but, like, Vince mm. Carter was, like, almost, it's just, like, hard, his like dunk contest performance in 2000, 2001, and also mm. just the dunks he put off in games when he jumped a dude at the Sydney Olympics. It's the like, Sydney he's Olympic like, dude. he's probably the most incredible, like exciting on court player that has existed in my lifetime. You know, if you consider Jordan, me yeah. being a bit too young for Jordan, really, even though I watched yeah. his last few years, um, him and Alan Iverson, man, like, Yeah. Got to get one of those. I got to get a Raptors half white, half purple. You know those weird uniforms. Vince Carter jersey is dope. Um, and I just thought it'd be good to talk about the Raptors today, just because they are like a trending team at the moment, because they are doing quite well. And um, it really annoys me when people every year, because the story's the same every year. Everyone says the the Raptors are that no one cares about them because they're in Toronto or they're underappreciated. I don't think they are. As a Raptors fan. I actually think they're overappreciated, and um, right. and like every year they get hyped up until they threaten in the playoffs. They're just not. They're just they're just unfortunately in no man's land where they're not elite, 
but they're not also looking yeah. like they're going to become elite, you kind know? Like Grizzlies territory for the last, like, yeah. seven years. They're like the Eastern Conference Grizzlies now. And that's okay place to be. Like, there's much worse. I mean, they could be the Orlando Magic, for example, just going, hey, hey that was uncalled for, and I apologize. That was uncalled for. This, but is, they, this episode was meant to be celebrating what the Magic did yesterday you've taken what was meant to be a celebration <laughs> yeah and you've turned it into something ugly and negative <laughs> yeah. so well okay enough with that so the magic uh the sorry the raptors are a, like a positive team like in the regular season they're like actually one of the best teams they can beat they they normally don't beat like the good teams like they'll probably lose to warriors celtics Cavs, rockets oh they actually they, i think they beat the rockets last time they played them but they generally will give them a really good game and have a, always have a chance of beating them. But the thing that's really um, encouraging about the Raptors is they always beat, um, like they normally win the games they should win. They very rarely, like they're very consistent like that. Like they, they yeah. beat the crap kickers. And I will say this, and it's so interesting, like following the NBA maybe a bit closer than I normally would this year, partly because we do this in-depth analysis on this podcast. Um, yeah. Every time you see a trend of a team that's like going great, you can always look at their strength of schedule or who they're playing and who they played, and it will it will almost always explain that they had an easy run. And the Raptors have the advantage of playing in the East, and um, they just have just recently just been playing it. I don't know why, playing just a ton of crap kickers. Like yeah. it's amazing when you see like they they really have won every game. They beat the Bucks. They obviously have the Bucks number. Um, their last loss was five games ago to the Thunder, which, to be fair, they should probably be beating the Thunder at this point. But if you look at the last ten games, they beat they beat the Bucks twice, and then it's Bulls, Hawks, Mavericks, Seventy Sixers twice, Hornets, Kings, and then if you go back before then, Nets, Suns, Clippers, Kings, Suns, Grizzlies, Pacers, yeah. Hornets. This is just. Uh, I'm this sorry. Is, I, I should. Yeah. I know. I know. I'm getting my point, but I want to keep on going and see to the last time they played a good team. Hawks, Pacers. You remember Pacers? Pacers beat them there. I think it was without Victor Oladipo. Oh, I can't scroll back any further than that. They just beat. They that just beat every crazy. team they should have beat. Yeah, yeah. It's just funny. Something that I found quite shocking the other day was, um, looking at the average age of every NBA team. Yeah. Like where do, where do you think the Raptors would be on that list? Um. I, I just looked at their roster today, but um, I would guess, looking right. at them, because of um, their two stars, uh, DeRozan and Lowry, I would guess they are, um, they'd be one of the oldest teams. Agreed. And they're mm. like the opposite. They're like the eighth, they're the eighth youngest. Yeah. So they're only slightly young, young uh, older. Mm. So that 25.5 is their average age. Mm. The next youngest below them is 25.3 is the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. crazy, I yeah. think. So but, they're um they're younger than the Magic, which is sad, but the Magic did bring in a few older guys who would uh this year who would I think like the Magic's core is very young. But, yeah. Um and the oldest team by a mile is the Cleveland Cavaliers, 30.1. The the only yeah, but the teams like right, they've got a lot of little ring chasers who like really push up the age. Mm. Let me see how old. Um, so Cole Lowry is Cole Lowry is really the only old, old player, and they've got a lot of young, exciting. 
um, players. Everyone loves OG. Um, Fred Van Vliet, or whatever his name is, got some chance. You know, like um, Pascal Saikam. Siakam. Siakam. I don't know. I don't know. That's it. Norman Powell, Jakob Pertl, whatever his name is. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. the Raptors, this is um, Masai Jerry, baby. He's like, yeah. uh, when, when he's, I think he's a good GM. And I'm like, that's why. Like, NBA team success come down to GM and ownership. And the Raptors, yeah. they've got weird ownership. They're like owned by like um, the Maple Leafs ownership, which is like a, some sort of company. I don't know. It's weird who owns them, like, but not at least not like an evil person, um, like my old team, yeah. the Raptors had. Um, yeah, so decent ownership, okay, not great ownership, but okay ownership, and a great GM is like recipe for success. Yeah. If I was, I, I, I want to, yeah. Oh, I just want to go on record now while I've got these average ages up mm. and say that the Boston Celtics, so they've got the fifth youngest, I think, average age. Mm. And if if you weight it by playing time, they actually have the third youngest age, mm. I think. Uh, actually, I don't know. That's cool if you can weight but, it by um, playing time because the Raptors wouldn't look as good if you weighted it by playing time. But yeah. uh, they... they uh, I just want to say that the, I think the Celtics are going to be scary mm. for a while. I might. Can I just say that they're going to be scary, scary good? Um, yeah, no, but like, fun. don't you think like, even if they don't win the East this year, mm-hmm. I feel like the Celtics are about to be the dominant team in the East for yeah, a long like not a more yeah a long time yeah well they, but I still they, think they, they can win the East this year without because of stupidity it. they managed to get they're basically two teams in one they're basically the yeah. Brooklyn Nets <laughs> and the Boston Celtics combined. To make it's like it's unfortunate that just like like they try and put rules in place in the NBA like you can't trade away like more than three years draft picks or whatever yeah, whatever the rule is and somehow that they still couldn't stop the Brooklyn Nets from ruining themselves um, mm. and that came into ownership right like the GM just had to do that to try and appease the ownership and to try and like you know make the new team in Brooklyn work and that's why I just to give back what I was talking about about before. I think that um, I should do an analysis on this. You can basically predict which teams are going to be successful based on ownership, and that's why bad mm. news, Paul. Wow. Like the Magic are just doomed to fail, and like you look at like other no. teams that are like just unlikely to succeed anytime soon. It just always comes down to bad ownership. The Magic are going to be good because the they've they've got the right. Front office. Now. It was rumored today that um, uh, the Golden State Warriors are um, targeting their next big target, and this is obviously just a very, very loose rumor. Is Anthony Davis, and I'm like, yeah, s- s- their ownership, which is like rich Silicon Valley guys, mm. like someone's come in and just gone, why not? And it's like NBA teams. There's only thirty of them. It's not like European football where you know, it could be any player, any team from the continent could be, but you know, like these, um, these oil barons come and buy up teams. Like someone's bought Paris Saint Germain or um, yeah. owns uh, Manchester City and turns them into these amazing powerhouses. 
it's not like that in the NBA. Like, there's only 30 teams. Yeah. And the salary cap means that... Um, you, you can't just get every good player on one team. But you can get every good player. Like, like why... Like, especially the way it's expanding to China, you're like, there be, could be a time not far off where, like, endorsements could outflank, like, um, salaries. Like, LeBron James's salary is only, um, you know, 30 million or whatever. And his... His endorsements are probably over a hundred million. Like this, you know, in the future, Golden State Warriors could just become this massive, you know, Manchester United type monolith. Even with, well, they're already there. Shivers. I don't know what I'm saying. They could become. They already are there, and already are like ma- making like, um, like you. I'm here in um, where am I? Rome. Rome. And like, it's crazy that like you go to like any street culture store or like sports store. And you can buy um, four Golden State Warriors different players jerseys. Now I, I embellish mm. that you can't buy Clay Thompson gear. You can buy three players. It's crazy. Can you hear? Can you hear the vacuum cleaner right now? Nah, sweet ass man. Okay. Um, You're like, oh, it's ruined the podcast. Oh, it is. It's, <laughs> it's, um, it's unacceptable. Ignorant. <laughs> uh, right. So they're going to go for Anthony Davis. I don't. I don't know that. That's just a. That's just a. That's just a very um, shoddy rumor. But like you're like yeah. what like what's to stop a team just going? Why don't we just take all of like Golden State Warriors? Like this is a team that went from nothing. Think of the way they've incre- like they would have bought it for a couple of hundred million, and that's how these yeah. teams work now. And you literally like it's like a good investment. You turn it into like a like they were probably a two billion dollar team. And like who's to say with the way it expands in China and Europe? Who's to say that um, Shivers even India they're working on? Who's to say the Golden State Warriors in ten years couldn't be worth, you know, five billion? Like it's yeah, it's crazy. Hmm. Um, so why not just target you know, uh, you know, a couple of hundred million dollars worth of salary cap? Like why not go way over like the Cavs have? Rec- you know, it makes sense. Anyway, yeah. um, time for um, my favorite segment, not because of the quality of the segment, because of the sting. Uh, we're in the world. You ready to go? Yeah, let's do it. It's time to explore the world in search of that one man. Play the sting. Well, he sneaks around the world from Istanbul to Oklahoma, saving ladies who were drowning, scoring hoops and getting stills. With that solid on-ball defense, better hope this man ain't on your Tell me where in the world is Cobble Still in Utah. Still in Utah. Great segment. No, no, no. Uh, he's currently in the middle of a game, and he's putting up a great line. If you've got him on your fantasy team, he's played 20 minutes. He's shot 100% field goal percentage, 100% free throw percentage, 1-3, 9 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, 3 steals, a block, just for 2 turnovers. So that's a handy fantasy line. 2 yeah, turnovers okay. hurts. It's enough, um, mate. We already talked about Atlanta Magic for forty-five minutes. We can't be also talking in depth about Tharbo Cephalosha. Is it Tarbo mm. or Tharbo? I think Tarbo. Do you sing that sting live every podcast? No, it's bloody good. It's bloody good. All right. Um. um yeah. Oh, uh, what are you going to say? Well, I'm going to the next segment. What are you going to say about Tharbo okay. Cephalosha? No, no, go, go, go. Oh, I just wanted to finish off the podcast, as I promised, um, talking about the uh, worst logo in sports. 
obviously American sports has um, pretty cheesy logos, but no one has history or weird logos like European soccer. And um, me and Paul both noticed this about the same time. Um, Roma, the main club, I went to see them play last night in um, uh, Rome. They uh, There's two big clubs in Rome. There's uh, They're a bit like the LA Lakers. They've got Roma and Lazio. Neither actually, the, like the main Italian side is probably Juventus and then AC and Inter Milan. So Roma's probably like the fifth team maybe. At the moment, um, even Napoli is probably... But anyway, I'm getting to... Roma, for anyone who knows them, their colours are the Cleveland Cavalier color, covers of um, wine and gold. Mm. Probably, I wonder if the Cavs probably, you know, possibly stole that colourway, like... Yeah. When you're coming up with colours, you might look around the world and go, hey, Roma's got a cool kit. Um, they've got the they've got a good kit because they've got wine and gold, good colours, and no um, sponsor on the front. Like every football team has got fly some airline on the front or some weird um, insurance company. Um, Roma, unfortunately, has a very unusual logo where it is, as we alluded to earlier, a wolf... Like for people who don't know this, you got to Google it because it's going to sound like I'm making this up. Their logo is a crest, and it has a picture of a wolf on it. Really weird wolf, like kind of a devil wolf, and two babies sucking from the wolf's nipples. Yeah, that's the logo of a professional soccer team, not just some like weird like lower level team. That's like the biggest team in Rome, the biggest mm. city in Italy. One of their glamour team, the LA Lakers yeah. of Italy. That's yeah. their logo. A, some bait. No, you, you're acting like it's normal, mate. It's not normal. Some babies sucking a wolf's nipple. Yeah. Like if, if someone told me, Hey guy, I'm like, Hey, How's your kid going? And they're like, oh, not too bad. It's sucking a wolf's nipple. I'm like, no, get it away from that wolf. It's going to bite yeah. it. And also, is that milk healthy for babies? Yeah. So anyway, uh, I found out about it. I went to um, a weird kind of Rome museum thing today. Yeah. And I've remembered some of the details of the story because it's a very weird story. So back in the day before Rome had been founded. So this must be like 2000 BC. I don't know. A long time yeah. before Christ. There was two gods called Mars, but they're kind of real people. That's the weird thing. Like it's, I, it's hard to tell if they're real people or not. Like sun. Okay. Mars is the man and Venus is the woman. Mm-hmm. And they had two babies. But unfortunately, Two boys, two baby boys. The emperor, the evil emperor, as it said in this video I was watching, in the translation, the evil emperor wanted to kill them. It doesn't mention why the emperor wants to kill the babies. Hmm. Maybe he's jealous of these god babies that exist. Yeah. So this is the parent's solution. Remember, the parents are gods. So I'm like, surely you can fight the emperor or something. Surely you're anyway. Yeah. Okay. So their solution for the emperor, the evil emperor wanting to kill their baby, is to put them Put the babies in the hands of the Tiber. That sounds good, right? No. The Tiber is a river, the main river in Rome. Yeah. So they got their babies to save them from the evil emperor, put them in a basket, which seems, if you have anyone who's heard Bible stories, this seems to be like a, quite a common technique. Hmm. Um, put the babies in a basket and send them down the river. 
and the babies floated down the river. And yeah. I, for me, that just seems like code for killing the babies. I'm sorry to get dark, but mm. that seems like if someone told me I put my babies in a basket in the river, I'd be like, oh, you killed your babies. So they floated <laughs> down the river, survived, were picked up by a farmer. Yeah. And then um, the farmer raised them as their own. Okay, no, actually. Surely they were raised by the wolf. Yeah, I actually might have missed some details there. I This is where I get hazy. The basket like went into the reeds or got, you know, stopped near yeah. Rome. And then reeds. the babies were going to were going to die. And then um uh and then they met the old um wolf and yeah. the wolf fed the babies some milk mm-hmm. and it helped them survive and then yeah. they grew up. And I don't know what happened to the babies because only one of them made it. And I don't know if one of them killed the other one. But one of them grew up to be the first emperor of Rome and like started Rome. Wow. So the whole history of – so in Rome, they think that's cool. They think that a wolf feeding some babies is cool because that founded their city. And that explains uh, why they've got a, some babies. So even if I thought that story was true and I was like, it's a great story, I wouldn't go, hey, let's make that the soccer team logo. Yeah. Well, isn't that like also just a prominent Rome logo? Like, isn't that just like the Rome logo or am I wrong? Yeah. Oh, they got pictures of it everywhere. They're so yeah. proud of it. It's effed up, man. These pure, they're effed up over here, man. Um, people think I, they're all sophisticated shoes and stuff. They're not. I was once in yeah. the one time I've been to Boston and I was at Harvard and we went into the main Harvard gift shop. <laughs> and uh, as I was leaving, I, I noticed two guys wearing with that logo on their shorts and You're like, who up. has a, a baby sucking from a wolf yeah. on their shorts? So then I um, I went outside, and then when they came outside, I uh, I took a gamble. I was like, one of these guys is a star. Yeah. So I um, so I asked them for a photo, and luckily I nailed it. It was Stephen L. Sharaway, an Italian. Oh man, Al Sharaway, he's a legend, mate. Yeah, and also he had ridiculous hair. But the thing is, I asked them both. I was like, can I get a photo? Because I didn't know. And then they they knew that I wanted it with him, and the other guy was like not in the photo, yeah, yeah, because um, he was obviously Good on like him. a young like knowing his place or something. Well, I I, I watched Roma play last night at Stadio Olimpico in Rome, and boy oh boy did they suck ass. Was El Shadow playing, away playing? I don't know, mate. I, I was pretending I even knew who that guy was. Um, uh. Atalanta it sounds like Atlanta, but it was like Atalanta, yeah, or whatever. Came in there and schooled them, and they for lose. the whole second half. Roma lost 2-1, yeah. Um, and the whole second half, Atalanta had to play one man down because they got to go red carded. So uh, the cool thing, though, soccer in Europe, man, pretty dope. Yeah. People le- letting off flares in the stands um, and mm. just throwing what sounds to be bombs onto the running track. Yeah. Like, the 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 crack, the loudness is so loud, I was frightened. And everyone in the stadium is like, this is normal. Someone's mm. just throwing a bomb onto the pitch for some bizarre reason. Bring that reason. to the NBA, I reckon. Yeah, indoor bombs will be going great. Uh, maybe next season. Uh, anyway, um, that was a cool story from me, and good way to wrap up the old uh, podcast. Mm. Uh, you got anything else to add? Nah, unless you want me to feel like it's a joke. No one wants that, mate. Give me a team. I'll give you a joke, mate. <laughs> no, no more jokes. Nah, give me a team. Uh, Mate, it's almost, it's midnight in Rome. I've got to go to bed. Goodbye from Rome. Goodbye from New Zealand. 
I'm Guy Will. I just want to brag that I'm in Rome real heaps. I'm real proud of it. Yeah, I've been, um, I've, been Guy Will- I've been Guy Williams. I've been Paul Williams and I've been to Rome. So <laughs> just th- this year as well, or like 2017, been to Rome. So Ciao. Ciao, Ciao. that's what they say in Rome. You'd know that if you'd been there, but I doubt, I doubt you have been. Ciao. And, and grazie, grazie for our listening. Grazie, ciao. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.